create with Fran Sydney. Hello everyone, welcome to my show. I'm Franz and I'm here to help you to design the life that you want by using very simple mind hacks that you think about are all around you. And sometimes we just need a little bit of a reminder, just like last week when we talked about sleep and very easy concept to help people to sleep better. And today we're going to help you with your problem with anxiety. But even so, even better, how to calm anxiety by becoming more mindful. And this is not just applying to people who suffer from anxiety, but from people who are really, really busy. Run, run, run the whole day. Anyone? So let's get started straight away. I do not like to waste time. So let's go into this anxiety. We know that anxiety can really be exhausted. But you know, sometimes we are anxious without realizing because we're anxious to get somewhere, anxious to finish this, anxious to do something, anxious to reach a goal, to obtain that particular goal. So this anxiety can be about everything. It isn't just about something bad that can happen to us, a worry, but really just wanting to do something quickly, now, immediately, and that can make us sort of a really ha ha ha. And then anxiety can become a stressful thing that has a real impact on how our body works. If that is a problem for you, if you would like to slow down a little bit and because then you can enjoy life a little bit better, you can learn a little bit about mindfulness. And I remember doing a whole course about mindfulness a few years ago and it was interesting because I'm in a rush all the time, so I really needed to hear a few things. So what are the problems when we are not living mindfully? Well, we're just going to miss everything, aren't we? We are so fixated on this goal that we have to achieve and getting there as fast as we can that we might miss out on how our children are growing or maybe a disease that we have that we did not even recognize. We might not realize that we are ignoring everyone at work or in the family. We might ignore something very important in our emotional health, whatever, because we're not there, we're just rushing to get to the end. And sometimes that could be detrimental. Also, the problem is when the stress goes high, the cortisol level go high, and that can cause a problem with immune system and breathing. And the, the less deeply we breathe, the more problems we're going to have. So if you realize for the whole day you're not breathing deeply, you have an issue and a lot of problems in our life can be resolved by actually starting to breathe deeply and calm down. And this is not coming out from opinion, it's coming out from medical studies. We need to learn how to breathe. A lot of people do only shallow breathing, fast breathing. They think it's amazing because they're so fast, but actually it's all good if you're running fast and if you are working fast and, and everything, but not everything in your day has to be done at the speed of a light because the body needs to stop and to have some time to restore and to have intention and focus and pondering. And when these things are missing, we will notice that. So if that's the case, if you're feeling like you are a little bit in a rat race, keep listening because I have a few actionable or auctionable steps for you. So I'm a person with no patience, so I want to be mindful today. What should I do first? Just tell me. Okay, first of all, you want to set an intention. What is your intention today? What do you want to practice? So did you want to remember, for example, today to focus on everything you're doing? 
or do you want to remember why you're doing things? Whatever it is that is giving you this sense of being rushed all the time, you want to set the intention to work on that. And for example, you want to say, okay, uh, my intention today is going to take 10 minutes to breathe deeply, or I want to focus 10 minutes on uh, spending time talking to my children, or maybe talking to a loved one, or maybe, I don't know, walking nature for 10 minutes, whatever that is, you have to have an intention. You can't just go out and say, I'm going to be mindful. You have to know what that means to you. Of course, once you know what you want to do, you might want a little bit of um, practice to, to get you to meditate nicely. For example, you can have a guided meditation. There are loads of new YouTube, there are apps, there are online sources and programs, there are gurus everywhere. You can find something um, and then listen to this meditation and sit down for a minute or walk really slowly. You don't need to take a class or something, but just trying to find one of these countless meditations you can find online and sit there, give yourself a gift of five minutes of calmness. That's how you get calm, is to actually stop for a minute, always rushing. If listening to a meditation is not your piece of cake, Maybe you would like to grab a pen and literally doodle without looking at all. Just use your fingers and go round around. You know, when people used to have telephones that are fixed to the wall, I'm talking about the 60s and the 70s, when the telephone rang, if it was one of your relatives from the other side of the country, you would say, oh, it's Auntie Caroline, and you would just stand there or pick up a chair and sit there while you were doodling because you couldn't go anywhere, you couldn't do anything else, you could just sit and listen and the telephone was never gonna die and uh, the battery didn't have a problem there, so people would just doodle and you have this piece of paper and that are full of round things and sometimes really intricate uh, shapes and they were so creative and also at the same time very calming. And you know, sometimes that's all you, you want to do, is just doodle. And I used to doodle so much in the class, I became really good at drawing. It was fun, wasn't it? Because I was bored to death in the class. So that's another topic. So maybe it's something to think about, a coloring book. Maybe steal one from your children, or maybe get one for adults. There are so many. Even I designed a coloring book. If you want to look it up, it's called Discovery. A coloring book for the easily bored. I call it notebook because it has place for notes as well. See, you can up on Amazon, it's still there, very detailed. It will take the whole day to do one illustration. Well, the thing is, if you spend 10 minutes doing coloring, you realize that you stop running around, you pick up one color, and you go there, just applying the pressure, putting the pigment on the piece of paper, it gives you something. The power of just resting for a minute and thinking. It's not for everyone. But there are millions of people that do coloring every day and they love it. There are even groups on Facebook, forums and clubs, so it must be something that works for a lot of people. Another good suggestion is to find a place in nature where you can go and walk. Just simply walk. You don't have to do anything else and it is it to run in nature because then you will not pay attention. I really want you to walk in nature, pay attention, listen up, is there any birds? Uh, is there a smell of a grass that's just been cut? Is there, can you feel the wind on you? Can you feel how cold it is? And um, please do not bring your mobile phone. <laughs> just don't. Just go around the block. See how it feels to be just there. And remember there was one of my past episodes when I remember a depressed man that 
wanted to commit suicide and he luckily called his therapist and the therapist got him out of the door into a park and by the time he was out he forgot all about committing suicide because it had changed completely how he felt. So nature is designed, it's been designed by divine, divine design to rest, to enjoy, to thrive, to breathe, to connect. We need that connection, you need to go and for a walk sometimes just five minutes from the block to clear the mind, to remember what we are here for, to have more purpose. If you can do that, go for a walk. Now, when you're out on that walk, take the time to look up at the sky. Look up at the tallest tree you can find in your area. Look up at the sky, look at the clouds, the colors, how fast they're moving. Look up, look at the rain. But especially if you are in a clear area and it's evening and it's clear, look at the stars. There is something special about breathing deeply into a lovely summer evening or night and looking at the stars and just reminding you how small you are compared to the huge universe and that you are connecting. These stars are pulsating to you, they are calling you. You are part of them, you come from those stars. How does it feel? Where is the rush now? Calm down. Now we're all trying to be multitasking, aren't we? Especially ladies here and trying to do five things here and there while the kids, home educated kids or school educated kids and appointments and go here, go there and it's just mad. And daddies as well can be very, very busy. Singles as well can be busy. Everyone has reasons for being always busy. And sometimes we're doing so many things at one time, we're not doing any of them properly. So sometimes being mindful really means to take 10 minutes when we're doing one task. We're not doing 100, we're doing one task. We're not looking at the telephone while listening to our friends. We're not doing 500 things, we're doing one task. And that allows us to focus, to do it properly, because it is better to do it properly than to do it badly, isn't it? And so if you just focus for 10 minutes, how does that feel? And that can be quite good. And that follows the next, the next thing is. So I've noticed from teenagers that um, have around the house, sometimes, I notice they live here sometimes, that some people walk with a telephone in their hands. They go to the bathroom, the kitchen, the living room, the garden, the bus, the car, holding the telephone. The telephone can never go down. <laughs> you can't even eat without the telephone. And uh, if this have, had happened in the 80s, it would look really weird to have this massive black telephone with you with a cord. But do we need to have a telephone with us all the time? Even if we're working in the stock and buying and selling shares all the time, we would not need that 24 hours a day. And um, some people are living like that. So from notification to notification, constantly feeling the buzz of knowing that somebody has messaged, messaged us. So exciting. But you know, they can take it all. It's good to be a celebrity and to have lots of messages in people who wish you well and, and care for you. But is it necessary to constantly be talking to all these people, but not to the people in your own house? Think about it. Can you be mindful for 10 minutes? turn away from your devices. Is it possible? Be mindful. One of the things you can do very easily is to write in a journal 
and there is no set way of doing that. I had a journal since I was 12 and I wrote things which I wish I kept but I threw them away when I was 18 and I started again when I was 30 and it was all good. No, not 30, 27, sorry guys, made a mistake. And it's so good to go back to your journal and one of the things is it makes you realize how time goes, how much stuff you have learned and how much you were stressed for something that it wasn't as bad as you thought then. The problems came and the problems went. When you were so stressed about something that had very little value. So having a journal helps you to take your, your thoughts, put them on the paper, see the shiny ink there if you have a fountain pen, right? And, and just think about it, right? Now that's here, it's out, I don't have to worry about it. It's just down there in writing and I can allow my mind to work on it maybe subconsciously or something but it's just something solid to have there to look at later very mindful now how many people here love to be stuck in traffic nobody nobody you know if you're stuck in milan or in london paris with the huge traffic it's not very nice but you know there is a time when you get a traffic light and that traffic light can make you really nervous because you're late or you can say, okay, I can breathe deeply, maybe do some facial yoga for 30 seconds. And that is very leisure, leisurely based. You just, instead of thinking, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be so late, you're like, ah, I have time to breathe a little bit. And you will see that your anxiety and your stress go down. Because guess what? Whether you breathe deeply, or you swear, or shout, or anything, the traffic light is not gonna change before the time that is meant to change. It's just gonna change exactly the normal time. So you might as well enjoy that time when the traffic light is red to breathe and just look around for a second, keeping in mind that you have to look at the traffic light and then think, yeah, actually, I'm still alive. I'm, I'm grateful to be alive. I feel amazing. Thank you. Thank you, universe. Thank you, God, whatever you believe in, right? Nowadays, there are so many studies that are linking anxiety in young adults with using lots of social media. So they jump from Instagram to Snapchat and to all the others. And eventually they become really anxious because of all the stuff going on on the social media and not really talking to real people. And so one of the good things that really can help us in also make our productivity become better while allowing us to rest is to actually log out from the social media and give us like an hour with nothing just turn off your notification for an hour will be nothing and it is such an easy way and it's free and it allows you to focus on something that you actually want you to do or just rest or daydream or recharge your batteries in, in some way so that's quite good because if you are actively trying to be mindful just for 10 minutes then you can enjoy that. If you try to be mindful for the entire day, that could be stressful because you're not used to that. So it's difficult. So you need to know how to chill out. And one of the things is to turn off everything and just listen to yourself and ask yourself, what's going on here? How are we doing? And then listen. So if you think about it, this mindful living is living with the awareness of what's really going on now. 
in the present. So you're taking care of what you're thinking, you're taking care of your feelings, of what you're going to do. You want to do that life, you want to enjoy the present. It's not about thinking about the past all the time and it's not just about the future all the time, but it's just about thinking, okay, what's going on now? One of the Mediterranean ways of being mindful is to sit and eat your meal and actually think about what you're eating, maybe enjoy cooking from scratch, maybe enjoy it with family, have a chat instead of rushing through lunch and gulping it all down and then rushing out again and, and your digestion is like, oh, I can't get there. So sometimes when it's possible, don't run through everything, just eat mindfully, chew, properly and let it go down and then understand that if you eat very very quickly you won't get the sensation that you're full up because the hypothalamus takes 20 minutes of eating to let you know you're full up so you might be eating a lot more than you want because you're eating like with a nervous thing i need to hurry up and do things but there's no need sometimes you know most of the times you don't need to do all that if possible try to eat slower and really enjoy every bite and then slowly get out and take those 10 minutes to really rest. I have also another suggestion. Do you have a cat? Have you ever looked at a cat and just noticed how they stand in front of a window watching the world and life happening outside? They just watch your neighbors. They look at all the birds, maybe a mouse that is crossing the road. They look up to see if there is this little squirrel just watching, they move a little head to the right and to the left. They're not judging, they're just watching everything. And you know, maybe they're feeling like, ah, busy life, you know, I'm here, nice and content in a nice warm house and I'm just watching things happening. And for them, for them, that could be mindfulness and maybe that could be the same for us. If we have a nice view from your window, you're not just staring at the wall. If there is somebody, there are people, cars, nature, Maybe a butterfly coming through, maybe a sunset. Maybe just take a couple of minutes to look outside and breathe a little bit and think, wow, okay, what's going on today? Just ask yourself, catch up with you, with you and, and say, how are you feeling today? And it's free, you know? And now I'm going to look at the opposite spectrum. So being so much in a rush, so much in, in a big, constant effort to do it all quickly that you lose it and there is something called hurry sickness and uh, it's, it's interesting you think how did you make up this word I and mean, I actually haven't so think about a person that uh, wakes up late and rushes to work stuck in the traffic arrives there so many emails to reply to then oh my gosh I got double booked I got meetings here and there Ben arrives home, oh, I have to put all the children in bed, or oh, one is going here, I have to take him and pick him up, oh, shoot, I have to cook a meal and do the housework, oh, I have something to prepare for tomorrow, then go to bed, can't sleep. <laughs> Does this happen? Is it, is it familiar? And then you can't sleep at all, because the racing thoughts are going around the head, and you're panicking, oh, shoot, I have all this to do, and... I just don't have this. And uh, there is a cardiologist, Meyer Friedman, and also Ray Roseman, they work together, they're both cardiologists, and they coined the term called hurry sickness because they noticed that so many of the patients had this hurrying sense of 
time urgency. And so they define this in, in a medical study as the continuous struggle and unremitting attempt to accomplish or achieve more and more things or participate in more and more events in less and less. According to these two cardiologists, a person that is hungry sick will have a very, very full diary and will be a hard-working person that has a sense of duty and uh, will not really see what are the limits of how much work they can take on. So they will always commit to so many things because, they, oh, I can easily do that. I'm very organized. I can do that. They, they have this conscience. They can do the impossible. And, and they can do, you know, everyone, if you work the whole day, you can do 100 jobs. And so because they are 24-7 always there trying to do something, they have this um, new word that I never heard before. It's called FOMO. It's a fear of missing out. And so they are very re reluctant to disconnect, to slow down because, you know, that's, that's not very good. You know, it could be that um, a deal, a big sale that they're going to do is not going to happen. Or maybe a friend that they have might be offended if they say no. They feel like, oh, I don't love them enough. Whatever, you know, they're going to miss out on something. or have to reply to this immediately. I do that all the time. <laughs> if I don't reply, I get really worried. So for this reason, these FOMO people are always switched on. And so in, in this way, they're always connected. They want to do lots of stuff. And they are, they are pretty much in a cycle of panic because they are so used to it, they accept it. And they don't realize that this is going to damage in the end. And there is a consequence if two cardiologists are talking about it. Why? Because we are now in a society where we have this virtue signaling thing that we have to be busy, 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 busy. And um, being busy, it's part of our modern life. But there is, of course, this extreme case when it becomes this hurry sickness. And so the consequence could be that we cannot stop, we cannot think, and actually we become less effective because when there are so many things on top of one another, we start making mistakes and we lose that goal, that final rosy picture that we wanted to have. And instead of doing the good quality performance that we wanted to, to achieve in the end, we're doing less because we are tired, we are stressed and we are committed and we are running from one thing to the other. And so that doesn't help much, doesn't it? So it is quite typical of managers. And this is exactly why I was talking about mindfulness. I've been wanting to do something about mindfulness for years because, you know, I got my diploma, never gonna use it, but be mindful. Why? Because when you have this hurry sickness, you are gonna put so much cortisol in your body and that is gonna cause long-term health problems. It can cause depression, you can have burnout, which is very typical. You can just crash completely. And all your personal relationships will eventually suffer because you're running to something all the time, you know? And um, the working habits of the, these um, people that have a fear of missing out, they, they are with you in your home, so they make it really difficult to give your best to friends, to family, because you have this idea that you have to do it all. And so you become overstimulated. I know a few CEOs that sadly 
they were not able to keep your marriage because they're always tired, they're irritable, they couldn't relax, they are just anxious and sadly even my own father had a lot of this. He had to constantly be connected with work and he was on call all the time, he couldn't rest and then he would do things like perhaps drink some wine to calm the anxiety that was coming from not being able to disconnect. It was very, very difficult. And so stress, you know, depends on what it is and where it's coming from, etc. But if it's caused by our own attitude, it's even worse, can cause very, very serious health problems. And, you know, in, in a very small amount of cases, we can even die from stress. And so there are techniques that are designed to reduce this stress. So it's important for us to overcome this habit that we might have to run, run, run the whole time because it's not going to be good. So being mindful isn't just a yoga thing. It's actually have strategies that are action-oriented. And think about at least five things when we are asked to do something, for example. What can we do? If somebody asks you, can you do something? And, you know, if I ask you, can you run from here to there? You say, well, okay, how many meters and how fast and why would I want to run from here to there? But um, a lot of times when people ask us to do something, we just say yes. And then (laughs) later on we realize, oh, that's a lot more than I thought. It's a lot more than an hour. It's a lot more than a day. And I had already already something to do, but we've already said yes, because we didn't want to say that. Because, you know, a lot of people just want to be nice to others. That's, that's normal, isn't it? We want to help, we want to be loving, we want to be accepted, and that is important to give. And then sometimes we we don't think we can say no, because uh, we're going to think, oh, I don't, I don't care about them, and whatever. And so we don't question why the other person is having us to do the job for them, and we just say yes. And so what we do, we take on all this extra job and we're not assertive, we just take them all on and then we realize, oh my gosh, I'm picking up three kids from three families tomorrow and I'm going to be stuck in the traffic for an hour and a half because I could not say no to all the moms. You know, this happens. Why you couldn't say no? Because you just felt terrible about it. And by the end, you end up home and you're just dead. <laughs> you're absolutely dead. Yeah, and that's when you need some mindfulness. A word to the ladies that are listening this moment. Stop multitasking now and what is the problem of having too many tasks at the same time is that we spread ourselves so much that instead of having order in the house we have chaos instead of calmness and peace we have stress and so if we instead we prioritize one thing if we prioritize what is the most important thing and we do not have to finish everything to perfection yeah if we just focus on one thing at a time, it's going to be better because when you're not in a rush, you're going to do a better job. And also remember a rule of a mind, the, the brain cannot do fast that which it cannot do well. So if you cannot do it well, there's no way you can do it fast properly. So prioritize, prioritize what is important and do that. And then the rest, if it happens, you can do it good. But if it doesn't happen, you don't need to run all the time because it will eventually wear you out and you're going to be so tired. You will be forced to stop. And sometimes people get to stop like that. You know, I was listening 
a couple of months ago about somebody, a very high up manager, is run, 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 very demanding job until he had a stroke, you know. And that is a signal of a body saying, you need to slow down here. So sometimes, although we do not have any other problems, we do not say yes to too many people, we do not have such a demanding job or whatever, but we still have this problem. So it could be that our time management skills still have to get a little bit more refined because, you know, in a day you only have how many hours? You know, 24 hours. Whether you're rich or poor, you have 24 hours. And so sometimes doing things in a smart way helps you so you don't need so much time. And um, it's, it's very useful because when we switch and we focus, instead of being in a hurry and we are being effective, we are uninterrupted, so we're focusing, we're doing that essay, we're preparing for the exam or test of university, what about switching off all the devices, turning off all the interruptions, so we just focus on that, target your attention to where you need it, and then the time will be used properly. And sometimes the situation is as it is. We just can't do anything about it. We can't change it. It's beyond our capabilities and we cannot change it. So what you have to do is three things. One is to slow down. Two, to stop and to take a break. And three, to seek support. Slow down. So if a person cannot relax, they has to learn how to relax. Taking a little break, stretching my leg, going out for two minutes, doing something about it learn how to breathe so we can find peace five minutes of peace instead of running all the time and i know if you're a top manager it's gonna be hard but you know everyone will work better when we can do some exercise some deep breathing and the second thing i was saying was to stop and take a little break close down your laptop and just take the break sometimes just take a week off if possible from your job but if not take those break 10 minutes just to slow down if it's becoming unbearable is it possible to talk to your family about it do you need to talk to your manager and explain that this is becoming really really difficult i know a lot of people who have been up really really early times 4 a.m 5 a.m to go to work and they are tired and stressed and they can't stop and eventually they just collapse. So maybe also changing the work culture would really help because we are pushing people to the limit sometimes. It's not just our fault, sometimes just, just the environment is really terrible. But we all need to stop sometimes. You could also be on the other end and be a nice boss and you notice that some people in your team have this problem, they have this sense of urgency and they are kind of anxious they're working and maybe it's the manager with the wellness team that you have in your company which I really hope you have and you're gonna help them because they will harm them if you're continuously running so to summarize when we have this hairy sickness and result taken by articles from cardiologists you will have this mixture of being unable to rest and always urgency you have to do this you have to do that you have to get to this you have to do that and eventually you're gonna have problems so question why you've been asked to do things stop multitasking prioritize all the things that you have to do slow down stop and take a break breathe look up in the sky breathe for a minute be in the nature for 10 minutes stay positive and seek support there is so much we can do 
if we want to be more mindful, if we want to feel a little bit better and sleep a lot better. Remember the last issue we had last week with the interview with Oni? It was really about all these thoughts that come into our mind. And if we just get up in time to be ready, so we have time to do everything, so we don't have to rush like mad and arrive there and run, 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 even we're going to be so irritable. And I, I grew up with a very irritable dad who was always rushing about. He wasn't very nice. So think about the effect he has on your own family as well. It isn't just about you and how you want to do things, but also how is it affecting your little children or the poor people at work who have to deal with you. So think it through and hopefully there will be one or two things that are useful here. And also if you want to disagree with me, please do that and write and tell me what is your take on being mindful. How can you relax? How can you take time, five minutes a day to feel a little bit better? And um, I'm very mindful of this now because uh, it's Halloween next week and the parties are starting, but the shops, you know, October, <laughs> since last month, they've been all full with Christmas stuff. And a lot of people are going to take this as a big rush to do everything. Please don't rush. Christmas has never been about rushing. It's about love and peace in the world. It's about Jesus Christ. It's not about buying and running. So try to find 10 minutes of mindfulness every day and you will notice that these three months will go a lot better and you might actually be grateful every day that you're still there, still alive and still breathing really deeply. So, this is all for now. So thank you for being with me. Take care. See you next week. Bye-bye. You've listened to Create with Fran Sydney.